Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Songs of My Emotions, Emotion Monday. (laughs) Um, I'm just so excited and um, to be honest, just a little um, just nervous about this topic. This is a heavy (laughs) topic. I told you guys, you know, it varies, you know, I'm here as a representative of Christ. So whatever he gives me is what I'm going to say. You know, um, I work for God. He don't work for me. So <laughs> whatever he gives me, I'm going to say. So I thank you guys for tuning into another Emotion Monday, another Monday of wisdom, Jesus nuggets. That's what I call them, Jesus nuggets. Um Just to give my intro out of the way, if this is any of you, uh, you guys, first time here, Emotion Monday is a play on words. It's E is for electronic, motion is movement. And I always pray that this will help someone push them to another level of thinking, um, another level um, in God, you know, push you a little further in your spirituality. Um, also, this may act as confirmation. This may act as, you know, you know, we're all about healing here. You know, the hashtag is let the healing begin so that these um, nuggets that God gives me would offer healing, would, would start and spark up um, deliverance, would spark up a conversation. And Monday is usually uh, the day of the week where, you know, you got filled up on Sunday. So Monday, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of the week? You know, um, is it enough to eat and um, be nourished the rest of the week? So this is kind of like a little uh, filler after Sunday, (laughs) but also to push you forward, to continue going. You know, don't stop believing what you're believing and, you know, in the things of God. So welcome, welcome. And this also uh, does stream. I don't know if you guys know um, those on Facebook. This does stream also on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel for this podcast. Um, It is the Psalms of My Emotions. Facebook group is the Psalms of My Emotions. For those that are listening audibly, um, you know, you can see me live on the social networks. Uh, Just search on Facebook, the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. It'll pop right up on YouTube. I know that a lot of you are, um, I'm, preferably a YouTube watcher because I could put it on my TV screen and 
it's just easy to not get distracted and I can focus. So you can also catch this on my YouTube channel, the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. So I won't prolong this any longer. We're going to go ahead and get started. Guys, no, I just said the hashtag a little while ago. Uh, let the healing begin. So welcome, welcome, welcome those that are coming in and those that will watch the replay. I have titled this The Tale of Two Kingdoms. Now, if any of you guys are literaries or, you know, um, read books and especially older books, this sounds familiar. This sounds like something that has been written before. Um, and just to note that I've never read this book before, but um, and it's the Tales of, Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. I've never got a chance or got around to reading that book as of yet. And I still have not read that book even while I'm speaking to you guys now. So pretty much what I'm speaking tonight is pretty much prophetically. I don't know about the book, but I did uh, catch a summary. So we'll be going over that and kind of contrasting and comparing, you know, in that matter. So um, where do I want to begin? So uh, we're addressing also the elephant in the room. You guys know that um, my symbol, my uh, logo is the, the elephant, right? <laughs> and um, God gave that to me as well because I address things. I address um, hard things, you know. Um, everyone talks about everything else, everything that's trending. Uh, people talk about um, stuff that I think, I mean, if you are uh, prophetic and movement, have a relationship with God, it's just some things that are more pressing and you, you'll kind of decipher, you know, um, when you're being distracted from things, right? Um, when God is trying to put something on your heart, you know, something to pray about, something to um, say, you know, something to address. And um, as much as I don't like to be that type of person to do that, hey, that's what he got me here for. I sit here and I let him speak. But this is a heavy um, topic, you know, a tale of two kingdoms. And, um, you know, to be honest, before the pandemic had started, right? And um, before the pandemic had started, I, I would hear it repeatedly so many times. Now it's making sense to me. Um, so many times, um, you know, it came from the line of uh, Charles Dickens' book, The Tale of Two Cities. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times, right? So I just kept hearing it. And at first I was just like, well, God, that makes sense because, you know, we're, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> so of course, you know, um, it's the worst of times and it's the best of times because people were, you know, um, getting into entrepreneurship. People were finding their purposes. And of course, the worst of times is, you know, we were, we're we had this virus going on. We had people dying. We had um, sickness. Right. So it made sense at the time. But he brought it to me again. Right. He brought it to me again and was just like, you know, it's a tale of two. But this time he didn't say cities. He said kingdoms. He says, a tale of two kingdoms. He said, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. And what I'm going to be speaking about predominantly is in, in the midst of Christianity. You know, I'm not even talking about the world. <laughs> I'm talking about Christianity. You know, um, 
kingdoms, a kingdom that's being built outside of God. You know, I'm jumping right in. A kingdom that's being built outside of God and it's unbeknownst to us, you know, those that proclaim Christ, those that uh, serve Jesus, um, it's, it's, we don't know the difference, you know, um, we're not seeing it, that um, it's separating, we're separating um, from how God wants things to, to be done, right? Uh, we're adopting things that God had never said or wanted us to do or participate in, right? And so I'm going to tell you how I came to this, because when I think of subjects or things to speak about on here, it's not me, it's God. You know, he prompts them and, and, and even if it gets down to the wire and I feel like I don't have anything to say, like, God, you can give me anything to say. So a lot of times when I say there's no emotion Monday, it's because either he's dealing with me still on something or he didn't give me nothing to say, you know, as simple as that. I don't want to keep you know, I'm not one of those people that come on here to just say whatever, just have something to say, to be on here every Monday. That's why I asked him what day of week you want me to be on here and continually do it um, because I'm depending on you guys to give me something to say <laughs> to the people. So he gave me this again and um, it broke my heart. Um, I, I will never forget. It broke my heart. Um it was like I woke up and I turned on uh, YouTube or something. And there was such a difference in, like there were two movements of God going on. There was one one way, and then there was one that focused on uh, deliverance and healing. And, you know, we're praying for a move of God they're fasting or whatever. And then you got one on the other perspective where, you know, no souls are coming right to Christ. Um, it's just a whole nother spectrum. And I remember just, just praying and asking God and really was kind of weeping, right? I was weeping because I'm like, God, you know, your, your, um, people are so divided. Your people are so divided. We're not in unity as believers in Christ, right? You got one movement over here and then you got another movement over there. Like God, you know, and, and there are people that may be curious about Christ, trying to figure out which one is the correct movement, which one is the authentic move of God. It's so much confusion, right? And it's a divided. And he told me, he said, "There's there are two kingdoms. There's my kingdom and a kingdom that has been constructed by man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm pretty much speaking prophetically today. Um, he said, there's my kingdom and then there's a kingdom that has been constructed by man, right? And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you're not going to know which one is which. You're not going to know the attributes of what belongs to God. Like, is this God or is this not God? You're not going to know the difference if you're not in God. And, you know, it just saddens me because the sheep are confused, right? The sheep don't know. The sheep are like, they're out there like a... a um 
you know, sheep without a shepherd. They're out there just wandering around and they know they're going through these tribulations and these things through their life, but they, they want God, but they're not sure where to go. Right? Like, how do how does my life change and, and and who is you know it's just so much confusion so that was just you know like my intro into what I, like i said i just wrote down a couple of notes you know like i said you know b- before the pandemic it was you know kept reiterating it was the best of times and it was the worst of times so then i was looking because i told you guys i never read um i never read the the uh tale of two cities so I was like, let me look at this summary to see. And I still, you know, the summary to see what was going on. So let me see if I can, because I did a screenshot. Someone did a, a summary and I just wanted to read it to you guys really quick. Um, let me pull it up for you. And <laughs> so we can get into this. Um so it says, why should we? No, that's not what I wanted to pull up. So here it is, the summary. And basically it says, one of the morals in a tale of two cities is that things are not always as they seem. Somebody who appears to be no good and dis- disreputable could become the most righteous person in the world. Individuals who appear to seek justice maybe bloodthirsty in the end. So this sounds to me like like I, I was just saying to you guys, um, there's two kingdoms in the body of Christ right now and people are confused. You know, ones that are coming, they don't know which, you know, they don't know. They don't know. They can't detect God, of course, um, right now, but it's just that confusion. So people don't know, like what you see is maybe okay it's the ones that are you know like i just read bloodthirsty and then you have some where it's just like god can't be with them right I, i'm just kind of interpreting it in the spirit how i'm i'm reading it there are those that you say well god can't be with them and god is all over what they're doing right so that was the summary of telling the two cities and then it also said is um you know basically what was going on what was going on from my understanding of uh researching by summary because i didn't read the book again <laughs> um is that it's a tale about two cities cities specifically it's about london and paris and the intertwined lives of people living in those two cities during the upheaval of the french revolution and even in that if you guys don't know or uh can't discern there is a war in the spirit right there is such a war in the spirit you know a war for um people to not even come close to christ and for those that are in christ for them to be distracted for them to get lost for them to to not know their purpose to not know their you know basically their reason for why they're put on this earth it's so much confusion and so much distractions and it is a war out here, right? It's a war, you know, and, and and the thing about the enemy is he never wants you to come into the to the understanding of Christ. He doesn't want you to come to the understanding of what you came on this earth to do. He never wants you to come to the understanding, you know, because what you are made to do is made to stomp on his head. <laughs> 
right? That's the, the great distraction. He doesn't want you. But the thing about what's going on right now is that, like I said, with the two kingdoms, you know, you got his kingdom and you got the kingdom constructed by men that has Jesus name on it. And the thing about that is, you know, God always tells us and he says in the Bible, you know, the thing how you can tell is by fruit inspection. Right. The fruit, the, the, the good fruit, I would say, because all fruit is not the same. <laughs> the good fruit. Right. You know, so I always go by, you know, um, souls being saved, lives, lives being changed, deliverance being taken place. Um, signs and miracles follow those who believe. Right. You can be in a setting. But if there are if we are not all on one accord in a setting, right, it is impossible for miracles to come through there. So sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll get used to being in a setting and then it's like really nobody is really believing and then nothing is getting done. Right. So that that is the kind of kingdom that's being constructed on the other side. You know, you have a faithless um, kingdom that on the outward right that looks like that they have faith that looks like that they believe but the fruit thereof is not even shown the fruit thereof is not even apparent you can't you can't see the fruit right there's no good fruit god fruit i'm gonna call it god fruit that's even better um there's no god proof being shown so you know, um, and it just, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I want to keep on reading because like I said, this is heavy and I'm like, God, do I really got to get on here and talk about this? Um, and I'm going to bring it to you home. Why I had to address this and why it is on the heart of God for me to address it. Okay. Because he is not okay with another kingdom being constructed. Right. Um, fooling the people, right? <laughs> he is not okay with another kingdom being constructed when he, I don't want to get into it, but I'm going to say this piece. When he, when Jesus was here, right, on, on the earth, you know, and then he was taken, right? Um, That that was being being torn down, right? And it just wasn't just the, the, the building. It was a, um, it was a, a thought, a, a system, a belief system, that was getting torn down, right? It was a belief system that was getting torn down because so many people were relying so much on uh, the things of the of a temple, of a place, right? And and Jesus repeatedly just said, I, I don't dwell, you know, I don't dwell in the building, right? I just don't dwell there, right? I, I do, listen, that's why the veil was rent in twain, right? So anyways, I could go on, but I, I go on my tangent at the end when I get all my notes and everything together. <laughs> so, like I said, I went over and just talked about the enemy's tricks, right? Um, the enemy's tricks. And we have to be very careful that, you know, he doesn't do anything new, um, right? So, like I said, there's two separate moves of God, right? That's going on right now. There's two different separate moves of God. One is for his kingdom and one that men has have constructed. And I'm going to keep on saying that, you know, to you guys. And, and the thing is that can you discern that? Right. A lot of people can't discern that. 
um, that there are two kingdoms being um, constructed. So the enemy's trick is because he never does anything new because he he doesn't have the ability to create. Right. So he has to repeat. And sometimes he perfects the old dirty tricks that he does. Right. And so when I think about, like I said, the two kingdoms, even modern day, do you guys know that even in the Bible, there were two kingdoms being constructed and two kingdoms just can't stand. Right. You had Jesus on the scene. You had the disciples, you know, they're trying to to further and push right the kingdom of God. And then you had the Sanhedrin. You had the the. <laughs> The, the temple people, you had the Pharisees, you had the Sadducees on one end, really just so concerned with the workings of the temples, you know, in so much that they cared so much more about their titles than they did um, what their spirit, what how their spirit was, where their spirit was at, at the moment, you know, and even in the Bible, it says about the the their the cups being so in the inside being dirty but the outside being so clean right like you're more concerned about the outside being clean than you are with the inside right and that's what's dirty like that's what what matters that's what needs to be clean right so that was another kingdom and they didn't even know that that was another kingdom outside of god because what they were teaching and what they were doing it was right, right? They didn't know, or they thought they were right, but you know, they didn't know. They thought they were standing, you know, on God's word. They thought they were standing, right? On the things that God has told them to and on the assignment, they thought they were standing, right? But then Jesus, that's why he gave them a chance. Jesus always was um, appearing to them, telling them and trying to give them lessons, asking them questions, tell you know, parables, all of this stuff, because all of this required an inner looking, right? So that happened. You guys know, most of you guys know the story. If you're on here, you know, this is a Christian uh, platform and a Christian podcast, you know, and what happened at the end, right? The or, or, It's not the end, end you guys know, uh, but the temple ended up being, you know, torn down, right? And access was was given to anybody you know that wanted jesus he, he it wasn't restricted how the san the uh, sanhedrin and whatever how they wanted that it wasn't restricted anymore right so i believe so with me saying that that we have somehow constructed a that that again right and we're not understanding that we did that that you know what I mean? I say we because hey, I'm part of the body and we're not separate. You know that we've constructed another kingdom because that's it's like we're repeating history, and it's like the enemy knows how to plant um that spirit of religion, right? That spirit of religion, you know, in places where like you know I'm gonna do it again. You know, generations have passed. I'm gonna do it again, and it's happening again. So that's where I'm at right so he didn't he didn't you know um people that are not fully going in the presence of god going after god if you are more in works than you are in relationship with god you will be one of the candidates that are tempted to go and be in this other kingdom not the kingdom of god the other kingdom right and not know you're in there right 
So with that being said, I'm going to tell you how this other kingdom, how you know if it's another kingdom being built. And this, now I'm getting to the nitty gritty, right? So I said all that to say is that God is really coming for and really dealing with idolatry. He's dealing with this idolatry. And that's how you know, because, you know, he says, you know, there should be no other God before me, gods before me, right? So then when you see that where people are treating other people like they are the gateway, mind you, I told you that the veil was rent in twain. There should be no restriction and, um, to get to God, right? You don't have to go through anybody anymore. You don't have to, to go through anybody. You don't have to look. You don't have to go through me to get through God, right? <laughs> there's, there's no restriction. You can get God where you're at. That's why the plan of salvation that I read on here all the time is so powerful because you can get Jesus in your home right now. If you don't have them, you don't need to do that. If you need Jesus, you just, it's a heart work, right? Can't nobody do that work for you, but you. And the reason is because at the end of the day, when you, when it's your time to get out of here, it's going to be you and him anyways. There's going to be nobody on the side of you or nobody that's going to be responsible for you and, and, and you making your choices, right? He's not going to bring those other people in the conversation, in the equation. He's going to always go to you about you and your choices, right? So, like I said, the idolatry, he hates it. And I was feeling that so heavy um, for the last couple of weeks. And he was just saying, I'm coming. I'm coming for that idolatry because... Um, you know, you should have no other. He's a jealous God. You should have no other God before me because you feel like, I mean, it's easy to go to a person, right? To, to, to think that they're going to do things for you or be this way, but nobody can do. If you know who God is, nobody can do and be how God is to you, right? He supplies all your needs. He Anything that you need, God will do it. But sometimes, you know, um, like I said, with the other kingdom being constructed, it's been structured that way. And he doesn't like that. Right. He doesn't like that idolatry. And I have some points of scripture where, you know, in the, and especially it's, it's mostly in Acts um, where God always, you know, where um, a couple of them, the disciples were just shutting it down with that. You know, they shut down that idolatry. Right. These are leaders in a movement of of Christ. Right. That shut it down. <laughs> first and foremost, they shut it down. So, you know, I want to look into, you know, first in Acts uh, uh, chapter 10, 25 through 26. This is where um, Cornelius, the centurion soldier, you know, he was considered one of the first uh, Gentiles to convert, convert to the faith. Right. To convert to you know the the truth about jesus christ right so you know he sent for peter peter came to his house and he you know cornelius you know he just was so honored that peter was in the house but peter told him to stand up he said i'm i am only a man myself stand up 
I'm only a man myself. Like, we're going to get this right, right? So then we're going to go ahead to another part in Acts, right? So this is Acts 14, 8 through 18, where Paul, and I'm going to actually read that scripture because it was so good. And my sister, you know, actually in our conversation, she was letting me know about that, you know, about... um what happened with Paul and I looked into it and I said, that's good. I'm going to say it on this podcast because that's another good point too, right? Because, um, you know, we're all not exempt to getting, you know, when we get in that point where God is using us, right? Um, we're not exempt and myself included, we're not exempt for, for forgetting who's using us, right? We're not exempt from it right? Because we're flesh. At the end of the day, we're flesh that house the, the Holy Spirit. But anyways, let me go to Acts um, 14. Uh, today is a lot of Bible today. <laughs> and that's all right. And of course, for understanding and clarity, um, you know, I read the uh, NLT. So, so starting from chapter eight, you know, um, in, in the beginning, you know, um, Paul and Barnabas was in Iconium. And, you know, just to give you guys a little background before I read this, you know, um, they made people mad preaching the gospel and everything. And people were, th you know, thought they were lying, trying to stir up stuff. So they got kicked out, you know, or no, they ran away. And then and then they landed in um the the town of Lystra. So I'll read it. So this is 8 through 18. Um, while they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. Remember I told y'all about, you know, the other kingdom where you can be in there, but the fruit is, you know, is everybody on one accord with their faith so that things could happen, right? So Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect. These men are gods in human form. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul was Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Now that the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town, so the priests of the temple and the crowd brought bulls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifice to the apostles. See, they started to worship them. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people shouting, friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings, just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go, go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them, right? So, you know, it was them, even as leaders, even as, you know, people that were leading in it, 
they put a stop to that, right? They had an obligate, they had a job and a um, responsibility to shut it down, right? To point point people back to God, point them back, right? You know, anything that I do on here, anything I say, I'm just so careful, even at this level that I'm at, right? And I believe that God has been testing a lot. And I've said that before on here, testing a lot of us to see if we're going to point people back to God or, or are we going to construct our own kingdom? Are we going to keep on feeding into the kingdom that has been constructed, right? It's not the kingdom of God. It's another kingdom and it's perverted, right? I said, this is a hard word. <laughs> this is a hard word and it's a hard warning because, um, for people that want to that say that they want to feel the heart of God, you kind of really don't because he going to make you start standing up and saying things that you don't want to say. Address things that you know you don't want to address, right? Idolatry is is one. Why idolatry in the kingdom, right? And he's really just kind of, you know, he not kind of, but he's really torn about it and that was pretty much, you know, the reason why I wanted to get on here. It's because if that's going on, you know that there's another kingdom being constructed, right? If there's idolatry going on, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the world as opposed to us, right? I'm talking about the, 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 we, we believe in Jesus and we say we serve God. There are two kingdoms in there. And I'm going to say this as well, because I know there is, you know, and people talk about a great persecution, you know, coming up on the Christians, but the great persecution is not coming from the outside, it's coming from internal between the two kingdoms. I'll say it again. <laughs> the persecution is not coming from the outside and unbelievers attacking us. We're attacking each other because there's two kingdoms being constructed. Right? Right. And I see it. I seen it so plainly as day. Like I said, I turned on YouTube and there were two different. Um, there were two different. Uh, it was so weird. It was two separate. I was. Yeah. Moves of God. It was two. It was separate. And I, I was just looking like, God, why is this separate? Right. Like, why are we separated? Why are we not unified? And he said, because you're looking at two kingdoms. <laughs> I'm saying, I am saying, and I know some of you might be asking, well, how did we get there, right? How did we get there? And it's because of, that's why teaching is so important, right? Teaching the word of God, teaching about Jesus. And not only that, just really about the deliverance and healing and, you know, the push of for people to have the Holy Spirit, right? To have the Holy Spirit, because now it's like we kind of get away from it. We kind of um, not push that, right? But that is what what will help help us. Then that is what is the main ingredient in how we can do our purpose. But it's not being being pushed. It's not being not like you forcing people, but it's not being administered, right? 
freely. It's not saying, hey, you know, we about to just go ahead and, and get this atmosphere conducive for people to come in and get the Holy Spirit. I don't I, I don't see it. I'm, I don't see it. Right. They honor. Yep. They honor Jesus enough not to take his glory exactly i mean not to take it not to take it because that that thing is dangerous when you take try to take the glory away from from god i don't care if it's a little bit you try to take it god gonna show you right he gonna show you like that that but that don't you touch that we and we have instances in the bible what happens when you try to touch the glory of god and you're unauthorized to do so right like you you, you even touching <laughs> so taking it you know robbery right and it makes so much sense because people read that that even that part of scripture just so wrong you know what well, my house my house is a house of prayer but you've made it a den, den of thieves not just talking about material it's talking about his glory as well right we have constructed another kingdom where his glory is being stolen right it's being stolen so this is a live where you know like i said i i don't care i don't care you know if it hit if you know how to say hit dog or holla if it's hitting you repent repent right repent nobody is on here talking about this stuff right we talk about everything else but but you know knowing when you have have um wrong god right we defend everything else but god we defend everything else but but def you know I, like i'm just so serious like when i talk about god and when people do that like i said idolatry and things like that like that angers me, but I take it as not angering me. I'm just feeling God's heart. I'm feeling God's heart on that, you know, and this is basically a, a, a warning. This is a warning. He's tired of his glory being taken. He's tired of, you know, he's proved to, you know, he's been proving himself to us and a lot of us and we run to people and give them credit for what he has done, right? And he like, you know what? <laughs> Enough of this. And I, I just feel just such a welling up in the spirit, right? You know, I made a post that said, you know, God, all I know is God about to flip these tables over, right? And that's exactly what happened. You didn't, you didn't made this a den of thieves. You didn't, you didn't came in here. You didn't constructed something, and just so you could take my glory just so you could take my glory all of this is your doing all of this is is is, is you 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 it is it, I, I don't hear nobody saying okay well god we thank you you know god thank you for using me god thank you right i couldn't have did it if it wasn't for you speaking through me i'm just a vessel right and if you are listening and you find yourself fought for doing it. I'm not trying to, to condemn you or anything, but I'm trying to get you to repent. <laughs> repent. Right? And we're all it we're all not exempt. We all fall for the same temptation. Right? 
I fall for the same temptation. That's why I'm just in a season of just humility. You know, I, I check myself, right? Because if you don't kill that monster, right? Don't let, don't make the mistake and tell God to, to humble you. Oh, oh, I didn't make that mistake before. And I've talked to you guys about that when I first started my podcast, you know, and I did it out of being prideful. Ask God to humble me. And he did. <laughs> Just out of, I'm going to see what they talking about. You know, they say, don't ask God to humble you. So I'm going to see, I'm going to see, you know, if he gone, you know, because I, I don't feel like I need nothing to be, you know, um, not to be humbled over or humbled. Well, he probably not going to do nothing. Literally in an hour, I was on the floor with my back in pain. You hear me? And that was just my back. Now imagine if he wanted to humble me how he if how he wanted to. <laughs> Woo! Jesus. So I even, even in my affliction and even in him doing that to my back, I still praise God for not inflicting me like he probably how he wanted to, right? Yeah, don't don't ask him to do it. You better humble yourself. <laughs> you better humble yourself. So if you know, you know, even if you um just kind of think that you're falling into idolatry, repent. If you are uh, putting other people before God, repent, right? Even if you feel like, well, maybe it may seem like I'm doing to repent right and turn away and don't do it no more right and 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 to know and further know if you are it's just you just have to spend time with god right you have to spend time with god you have to worship him you have to you you know you have to pray and that's communicating you have to communicate with him you know and then once he trusts you with that aspect that he sees in your heart that you want a relationship with him you're going to start feeling things. Is is really weighing on him, right? Really weighing on him. He is he is not for the idolatry. Putting anybody or any guys before him, right? And like I read about, you know, the apostles shutting it down. Not so much for us just stopping, but he's ordering even the leaders, shut it down. Shut it down. Right? Shut it down. You better point people back to me. Don't take it. Point them people back to me. Right? Because, like I said, it's, it's easy. It's easy to really get caught up. It really is. And then you may feel like, well, no, some things just need to be just no, no, no. I, I, I praise God. I honor God. That That's not me. That was all God. You know, I couldn't have done it without God and not in a false humility way. Right. It has to come from your heart. You know, not to say, you know, well, I thank God. And then in your mind, you're just like, oh, I did that. <laughs> God knows your heart. Right. Don't nobody else know your heart, but God knows your heart. So if you're doing that just to be having 
of false humility and, and showing humility in front of people, but you go home or you think that you, you know what I mean? That everything is happening because of your works. Repent. Right? Like I, I did it. I know I did it. And I, I did this and you got to repent. Right? Because it's your heart is at the end of the day, he's going to be reading your heart. When you get up there, I always tell people, I just always have a vision that when it's time for judgment, God will sit. It's like you're sitting in front of a screen and he will show you everything, everything you've done right, everything you've done wrong. It's like watching your highlight reel, right? So he'll show you and point it out and name it. Like these are the times where, you know, these things that I said that I don't like, these are the times that you did. It. This is what you did. You know, just to show you, you know, and it's not necessarily like that, but just showing you what you did. Because sometimes we have am, we have amnesia, right? We don't know. Or maybe some things we thought were right weren't even right. And we didn't know, right? That's why it's always good to always examine yourself. You guys know I said this many times on here. To have your mirror moments. <laughs> you know, check to see if you... You know, um, maybe adopting a spirit of jealousy or, you know, um, operating in pride, operating on idolatry. You know, check those things in you that God says in his word that he, I mean, he hates. You sow in discord amongst the brethren. Check yourself every time. Check yourself. And, you know, God is so just where, you know, when you go to him and you truly are sorry with your heart, you know, truly want to repent, like you turn away from it with your heart. Like he's just like, OK, you know, you just you and your flesh, you know, and that's just how you are. But you, at least, you know, it at least you identifying that's what's going on. But I just wanted to get on here to, to, to let you guys know and those that are will watch the replay that there are two kingdoms. Right. And I'm not talking about the world versus the church. There's two kingdoms that has been constructed. Right. Just, hey, I don't even have to. You have to discern. There's two kingdoms being constructed because I've seen it so clear. I'm like, God, what is going on here? Is he said is he said, because you're looking at two kingdoms. Oh, forgot about this part. So he you know, I was just even thinking about the Tower of Babel. Right, where they try to construct, you know, and I think I have screenshotted on here. Let me check. Um, yeah, the Tower of Babel, and you know, they're trying to reach heaven, and they were, um, you know, they were becoming powerful, right? So, God scattered them, you know, they spoke different languages and they scattered and then they just end up just not working on it anymore because they couldn't understand each other <laughs> to construct this thing. But the thing about it is, because um, the builder of it, Nimrod, um, the, the thing about it is, is that they were constructing their own kingdom. You know, they did it out of the will of God. God didn't tell them to do that, right? God did not tell them to do that. They wanted to do that. Right. But but because we're trying to get to this place, like we want to get to heaven, we want to. But God didn't tell you to do that. Right. So we have to, like, be really careful, even in our zeal and things that we think that God would like. But we've never asked him about it. Right. 
because he doesn't like that either because it's like you just really just going going off of what you want you know what i'm gonna find it because i'm a i wanted to read what somebody had wrote about that it was in my favorite somewhere ah hold on give me a minute give me a minute podcast listeners um because i want to read that because it was so good that's a shame i don't know how to operate my own phone make any sense because i you know i save stuff in favorites and then um i never know where to find them i'm like where did it go and i never know where to find them that's just crazy to me if i can't find it within this next second then i'm just gonna skip it um let's see save pages Nope, I don't even know where that is at. That is crazy to me. Well, I don't know where the favorites are at. <laughs> My favorites tab that I had on here. But yeah, it was about the uh, Tower of Babel and how that was just really trust, like really trespassing and and um, breaking rules and things, you know, so uh oh my goodness this is crazy watch i find it when i get off of here but anyways i think i've said enough (laughs) but this was pretty much a prophetic warning um there are two kingdoms you know be careful and check yourself with idolatry because it's definitely out there you know especially um with a lot of people in the space of uh wanting to get something get get to somewhere quick because of societal pressures because of worldly pressures because of culture pressures you know we're, we we would try to do something construct something that is not what god is, is wanting to do right now you know out of the will of god and it's because we're facing those um cultural pressures those you know just even from social media that's why we have to be careful you know, with social media and things, I was just um just saw something that uh, uh prophetess Sophia Ruffin had put up. If you guys don't know her, you can look her up. Um, she had posted something about algorithms and the internet and not looking to the internet to, you know, basically your mo- to to make uh decisions and make movements just because you see something coming up over and over again like you may be watch watching something or you you like post that that got something to do with drama about she said like cutting off friends and don't be with that just your season not to be with with these friends or whatever so that's what's going to keep on coming up and she said that it's not the holy spirit it's the algorithm and you're making decisions based off of an algorithm and saying that it's God, when God ain't said that to you, <laughs> but you look at, oh, that's confirmation because I kept seeing it. But really because of your constant going to certain things, you really just trigger the algorithm and you're saying it's the Holy Spirit. I thought that was really good because that's what we're doing, right? We're not consulting God. We're idolizing even the internet, right? I said I was gonna get off of here, but I keep on talking. <laughs> We're idolizing the internet, right? So, 
all I'm saying. We're idolizing the internet. We idolizing um, just culture, the world, and you know, and then we, we're slowly just kind of bringing that in into the kingdom of God. And you know, like I said, God has called us to be holy, and not holy in a sense that you are without sin, but holy because you know what you know. And I, I listened to, um, you know. Um, just even when you're living holy, that doesn't, you know, people always equivalate it to sin, but it's not. You're called holy even when, if you are sinning, right? If God has caught, you know, that means a, a set apart for God's use, right? God has called you to a certain place. You know, be holy for I am holy. Like who can you, you know, and I've said this before on here, who can you compare to God? You know, he's separate. Like, you know, God is separate from anything that you have ever known. Like, he's like nobody that you've ever encountered. So when he calls you to be holy, be holy as I am holy means I've called you to be set apart for my use. So if you're in, in, in engulfing in the culture and acting like them and, and talking like them, you know what I mean? Just kind of really like you can't tell the difference that you're not holy. You're not set apart. You didn't, you got in the culture, you're like them, you're like a, a melting pot. So you're not holy. It's not, it has, it, it's not with the sin, you know, it's not. What sin does, and I think that's all I want to talk about next week was, uh, I think it's going to be called the sin factor or something like that. Just, just to really dwell on that, the truth about sin and what it does. But sin mainly just, keeps you away from God, right? You are away from his presence and it's not from him being so far away. It's because you choose to be away, right? Because he's there all the time. He's everywhere. There's no way where he's just, no, he's omnipresent, right? So when we sin, there are aspects of him and things that we can't really touch or be as close as we need to be, right? Because we put ourselves there so then you know so it has nothing to do with being set apart but i'll get into that <laughs> next week when i have that uh constructed okay <laughs> so i thank you guys for tuning in let me go ahead and do you guys know what's coming the uh plan of salvation uh i think i know where okay uh, for those, you know, like I said, I never know who's listening, never know who's watching. Um, you know, if I am a mouthpiece, a, min a minister of the gospel, I can't do this without, you know, you, the whole point of it is for souls to come to Christ, right? To compel those to come. So Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved so again that's from romans 10 and 9 if you say this you know for those that you may not be going to church or anything but and you know you need christ you know you may feel convicted from even watching this and hearing what i'm saying you can get christ because if you want him with your heart you know, you ask for him. you like, God, come into my heart right now. I believe you died for me. I believe you were raised from the dead, you know, and I repent. 
of everything that I have done, my sins, I confess them to you. And you have given your life to Christ. It is just that simple. Now, walking in it, right? That's the journey. <laughs> That's the journey. But the first thing is just having a heart for him. And, you know, you, you find a church, a church, a church home, you know, go to God and, 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 and pray and ask like, well, God, where do you want me to go? Because, you know, um, you have to have a training ground. You have to have a place where they can feed you and, and teach you because this thing alone, you know, you're, you're a baby at this point. If you have com just confessed your life to Christ, you're a baby, you know, you know, that how they call it baby Christians, you know, you're a baby. So you're still vulnerable right now. So you still need someone to, to feed into you and you need the Holy Spirit, right? Choose a church that administers the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. If you're just hopping on, catch the replay. This was good. This was heavy. This was the dealing with that elephant in the room. <laughs> um, if you can watch it on YouTube, um, here, watch the replay or listen to it audibly, which I will upload in a few minutes um, on any podcast platform that you, you know, that you listen to your favorite pl platform. If you listen on Amazon Music, if you listen on um, Apple, Samsung, look, Samsung be jamming, right? <laughs> Anywhere you can listen when you're riding in the car. I have like over 130 episodes right now. So if you're just getting into these nuggets, you got a lot of nuggets. You won't go hungry, right? <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. Share it for whoever you feel needs to hear this, um, this warning, right? And I will catch you guys next week or in between where I do the thought of the day. Mm -hmm.